Formation, Pastor Ryan and Pastor Tyler here. Welcome to another episode of The Weekly, where each week we take an opportunity to explain the whys behind what we do as a church family. This week, we want to explain why we build in connection time on Sunday mornings, because I know that that's not super common in a lot of churches. And so um, most people who call Formation home, if you're listening to this, then you know, we say our service starts at 10 a.m. Yep. Now, you went to the website, the Facebook page, that's all what it of says, it, 10 a.m. Everywhere. Yep. Now, what it, we don't start doing until 1025 is like singing. So yeah. at 1025, we all gather then, get in our seats, yep. and there's a call to worship, and then we start to sing, and we get on with what we would traditionally call the service. Yep. One of the things that is increasingly unique about formation is that we bake in that 20 to 25 minutes of time to be able to connect prior to what is traditionally referred to as the service starting. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Yep. And so let's talk a little bit about why we go about doing that. So Mm -hmm. the first thing I would just kick off with is we value the time to connect. Yeah, absolutely. And I have found that, and I would say that this is like, it's not, I'm going to sound like I'm a hundred years old. I know I'm not that old, but (laughs) in, in the years that we have been pastoring, I have just seen how culture at large and the average person in particular is life is just increasingly complex and people are more busy being pulled in more directions. And Mm -hmm. so it has become, even just in the last 20 years, it has become so much harder to gather people together. Sure. So whether it's a prayer meeting, it's a connection event of some kind, it's just hard to get people together. And Sunday morning is the time where the largest segment of our community is already together. And so it seems like the best stewardship of people's time to go, hey, we're all here. Right. Let's like hang out for a minute. Yeah. And I think one of the things that we've heard uh, kind of ongoing, I think this is a very common feeling right now, but people feeling uh, levels of disconnected yep. from the church. And so I think this is such a T-ball opportunity to like show up at 10, uh, get your coffee and your donut and like start feeling more connected yeah. because so much of that feeling of disconnected um, is something that we each own individually yeah. um, and, and solving it or changing it is something that we have to take the action to do individually. Yeah. Uh, and I think this is going to be a great example. I think this last Sunday in particular, I just was so blessed. By, Here they come. Oh man, <laughs> gosh, but so blessed by just watching it happen. Yeah. People I think connecting. it took a couple of weeks to like, you know, get, the snowball kind of rolling mm-hmm. downhill or so to speak but uh it was just really awesome to hear uh i mean we kind of had to like quiet everyone down to get started and yeah and uh it was great it and was. i think that it's something that um if you can uh, obviously we have some other reasons as well and sometimes it's a good like buffer and all of that but if you can make it a priority and not view it as a throwaway mm-hmm. um man do it yeah. And I, I just want to, I want to circle back on something that you just said about how people, some people are feeling in, in like isolated or disconnected. Mm-hmm. And, and I would just like, as I've had, I've had a lot of conversations with people that are feeling that. Yeah. <clears throat> and I've also noticed that oftentimes in those conversations, there is a reluctance to take the steps offered to be able to connect. Yep. So my encouragement to you is just embrace the awkwardness of it. Yeah. Like I'm an introvert too. You're an introvert walking into like a big room full of people. That's not my favorite thing to do. No. Nope. Um, unless I'm upfront <laughs> with my Bible open and a mic on, I don't love it. Yeah. Um, but the only way through it is through it. Yeah. So if you're feeling disconnected, I understand that it feels awkward at times. Yep. Come and eat a donut, 
have a cup of coffee in your hand right. and just have some conversation with people. And, and to your point, I believe it's, I mean, we're already seeing it happen. It yep. is becoming more and more normative and comfortable, totally. which I think is really yep. good. Um, go ahead and take us into number two. Yeah. So the other thing uh, that we want to be able to do on Sunday morning is just to be able to utilize the space we've been blessed with. Yeah. Uh, previously, the ministry center was this kind of multi-purpose space that could be used for just about everything. Yep. Uh, I mean, we even, you know, what is now our kind of playroom for for the younger kids used mm-hmm. to be a theater. And right. I mean, we were able to cater to and allow people to host birthday party, all kinds of different All kinds things. of meetups could happen and, here. And now, uh, I mean, we still have room for like a formation group right. um, when the band isn't practicing. That's about what we have now because the rest of it's our church. You mm-hmm. know, we're not going to set up and tear down the main space or, you know, let people go wild in the kids' spaces, that kind of thing. And we'll probably even do one of these weekly episodes about that and why and all of that. Uh, but it gives us an opportunity to use this space in a way that allows connection. Right. Um, and I think the more that we can utilize this space that we pay for 24-7, right. uh, the better off we are. Yeah, that's good. Uh, this third one is something that's really important to me as as sort of the primary person that's responsible for stewarding the worship service in general. Mm-hmm. It's really important to me that people have an opportunity to get settled. Mm. I think for a church that is trying to be increasingly committed to a contemplative way of life, which by definition involves slowing down to be present with Jesus, it, it would be kind of ironic if we were built in such a way where everyone rushes in to the worship service and we're late and we're frazzled and we're stressed and we've got our kids. Like, I really want people to have an opportunity to like put your coat down, have a cup of coffee, go to the bathroom, check your kid in, mm-hmm. do the things that you need to do to find your seat and get settled so that when myself or one of our worship leaders steps up and invites people into this yeah. more worshipful attitude, that your heart and your mind and your body have had an opportunity to get settled. And again, if that is not a value to you, I love you and I would encourage you it should be. Mm-hmm. You, it, you will have a different experience yeah. when your heart and mind are in a settled place in yep. a worship service than when they are frazzled. Yeah. Yeah. You come in because there was traffic you didn't expect and yeah. you're like frustrated. And I, yeah, I love it. Yeah. yeah that's so great. it really does provide people a little bit of a buffer to be able to do that. Talk to us about number four. Yep. So we don't want to disrupt the service with people entering after it starts. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this, you know what our space is like. We have a whole episode coming up about that in a couple yeah. weeks. I mean, we don't have a vestibule. We don't have anything. You open, you open the door and you like you're run in into the, service. The, the, the knees of someone like yeah. sitting right by the door. Yeah. Um, and I think that, uh, like there's no way that the entire room is not aware of what happens, um, in that kind of situation. And so, uh, one, uh, because of the constraints of our space, uh, by advertising at 10 a.m., we, we're telling new people and giving them the opportunity to arrive before that happens to them. Because I got to tell you, if I were new at a church and opened the door and it was already going and I saw what what we have, mm-hmm. I, I would shut the door, run away, yeah. and that would be the last you ever saw or heard right. from me. And so it really gives us the ability to protect people from that kind of horrible experience. And then also for everyone else who is a part of the worship service and engaged in worship and all of that, uh, there's just no way that that kind of coming in late is not horribly disruptive to what's happening in the service itself. Yeah. And I want to piggyback off that and talk about, because really what you're describing is that we have a pretty high commitment to order in the things that we we do. do. And I want to just share a little bit, like it's not just because of like, we're like butt tight about everything. (laughs) There, there is a, 
for me, there is a theological underpin in it as well, in that I really do have a deep biblical conviction that God is a God of order. Yeah. And everybody has varying degrees of comfort with disorder. Like some yep. people really are, admittedly, they're just comfortable with chaos. Yeah. Since they were a little kid, yep. they're like, I see it in my own, like one of my kids is super high order. The other two are like, just throw their crap everywhere. <laughs> yep. So there's just like a variety of, of levels of comfort with that. Yep. In general, I think that there is a biblical pattern of God being a God of order. Sure. The very first thing that God did in the creation story is to bring order out of chaos. Yeah. He looked at the world and it was formless and void. Yep. And he brought order. He sure. brought creation. And then there is this ongoing pattern, whether sure. it is the Old Testament law after God leads his people out of mm-hmm. this chaotic season of slavery. He leads them into freedom and he gives them painstaking detail on how to order life and worship and the tabernacle. Oh, and this yeah. pattern continues all the way down through. Building the tabernacle is uh, a kind of an illustration or a callback that every executive pastor is aware of yeah. and can just you know point to anytime any Anytime there's criticism of, you know, making sure that you're managing the details and being specific about the finances and all of that, sometimes people act critical until all the executive yeah. pastors know, look at how very, I mean, you know, not to criticize the Bible, but mind-numbing some of the detail oh, was painfully about boring. all of, yeah. you know, what was required and how to do it and the order to do it in and all of that. So, yeah, for so sure. Please do not hear me saying that if you are really maybe more comfortable than I am with some degree of chaos in your life. Yeah. I'm not in any way saying that you're like bad or unbiblical no. or ungodly or anything like that. But in general, like we are trying to be sensitive to those who really do need some order yeah. that, you know, like I never want to underestimate how um, anxiety provoking it can be for people just to attend a service. Mm-hmm. And so the more, uh, safe that we can make people feel by mm-hmm. creating a predictable environment for yeah, people is very, very important to me. Yep. And so that's a, that's a really huge one for us. Uh, the last one I would say is it really provides a new, it provides new people an opportunity to actually connect with people yep. rather than just a service, yep. which is something you brought up a few minutes ago. And I really, really, I think is significant when in the yep. average church, like, let's say they're not invited by a friend the way that the average person finds a church. Yeah. They go online, they Google churches near me. Yep. They find one, services at 10, they show up. Their singular interaction is with the service. Yep. The songs, the people doing the announcements, mm-hmm. the sermon, and then they leave and go home. Oh, and new people are out. I mean, totally. the number of times, even at our church, yep. that I have like noticed someone coming in new. Uh, because I'm usually out front greeting, uh, but you know, either it's cold or they want to get in and just get settled. They have kids to check yep. in, whatever. And I make a mental note: I've got to find them before they leave. And I'm telling you, they like evaporate yeah. the moment the service is over. Yep. And so this actually provides space for mm-hmm. people to actually interact with human beings yep. who call formation home. Yep. And so what I think one uh, responsibility that puts on all of us is to really pay attention to people who are new yeah. to us that yep. we, that if you see someone that you don't recognize that you yep. don't know, take it upon yourself to just go say, don't be a weirdo. Yeah. Just go say hello. We right. are going to do some increased like 
web marketing, Facebook marketing, like sure. we are going to begin to see in February, March, April, a lot more new faces coming. Mm-hmm. We have been very intentional about really focusing on the family <laughs> yep. the last couple of months, but now we're going to begin to grow again. And so really pay attention, especially during that connection time to people yep. who you don't recognize and, and let's all work together to make them feel as comfortable as we can. Because here's the deal, like you um, have shared, uh, you shared in our kind of our intro episode, but it is not not our heart or desire that everyone in this valley call Formation home. Right. But make no mistake, if you're listening to this and you uh, love our church or uh, it has made a difference in your life or whatever the case might be, um, there are other people in this valley who need... Mm-hmm. Is that twice in this episode or if you <laughs> I cried I don't remember on... anymore. <laughs> Regardless. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, it's twice in this episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just welcome to a podcast with Tyler. Yep. Um, but... Uh, people in this valley need an opportunity, uh, and it's on us to make sure totally that is. we uh, are welcoming to them and give them the opportunity to make the determination on their own yeah. uh, if this is the church for them. Yep. So that is why we build in connection time on Sundays. Yep. So you've heard us say this before, but we're probably going to reiterate this every single week. Uh, there's two ways that you can really help us ongoing with the weekly. The first is um, know that we always welcome your feedback. Yep. So if even if this just resonates with you and you want us to know that, send us an email and let us know. But most specifically, if you can send us your questions, yep. like if there's something that we do that you'd like to understand the why behind, send us that question at info at formation SLC. Yep. Got it? Perfect. All right. Well, until next week, we love you. We're praying for you. And we will see you this Sunday.